This is episode 184 of the Relate Podcast. All in favor of imagination? We are spending more and more time in the online world, looking through our screens and increasingly disconnected with those around us. But studies have proven that it's real-life meaningful relationships that bring us the most joy and happiness. It's all about human connection and conversing with people from a variety of backgrounds. Worlds change when eyes meet. So let's sit down and relate. I am your host, Patrick McAndrew, and welcome to another episode of the Relate Podcast. I believe imagination is a trait that often gets overlooked. Sure, we may say that imagination is important for development and innovation, but we don't really practice what we teach. We live in a world of standardized tests, regimented 9-to-5 jobs, and conformity. While we may speak the virtues of imagination, our society tells us otherwise. Society doesn't reward imagination like we should. We conform to the status quo in order to stay at jobs we hate in order to feel comfortable and secure. Many companies and organizations out there don't value imagination like they say they do. If you value imagination, then you must be willing to hear out the other sides and other ideas from members of your team. If you value imagination as the CEO, then you must be willing to hear the ideas of someone who is in an entry-level position because they come from a new place. If you value imagination, you won't foster a toxic work culture so that employees can feel free to get imaginative by taking risks and coming up with new ideas. There's also little room for imagination in schools. Now, of course, this past year with the pandemic, we, we saw a lot go down with uh, the education system. And I have to say that teachers were among some of the most resilient people throughout this pandemic. Within schools, there is a glimmer of imagination when we learn about something in a unique and creative way, or how we learn about how important a certain subject may be for our futures. But imagination gets wiped away as soon as the scantrons and number two pencils come out. What's imaginative about a standardized test? How does that measure intelligence? In my opinion, it doesn't. We tend to value the rote memorization of facts and figures that will never help us in the long run. This memorization helps us on tests and exams, but once the exam is over, that information is long gone from our brains. You know what I wish I memorized while I was in school? How to change the oil in my car or how to properly file taxes. These are standard tasks that not a lot of people know how to do. I think some very logical and analytical types shed some bad light on imagination. They believe it to be a little too loosey-goosey, a little too heads in the clouds. They like their charts and numbers and graphs, and it's understandable why. I mean, it's great to have that sort of specific organization. They think, 
how can we possibly quantify imagination in an organized fashion to assess what children need in schools or employees need in the workplace? But the whole reason why imagination is so valuable is because we can't quantify it. It's priceless. The best ideas come from our imaginations. Movies, books, plays, computers, gadgets, phones, airplanes, cars. Society rarely teaches us how to do these things. These inventions manifest themselves in the world because of imagination, not because we memorized the dates of when someone passed away. School, if done correctly, does stretch our minds to think, but we should be stretching our minds in a more imaginative way instead of through the rote memorization of facts we will never use. The school system, I believe, is training people to be cogs in a machine. I think there are exceptions to this. There are amazing teachers out there really using creativity to spark the imagination of their students. And there's various schools out there, too, that are implementing imaginative and creative programs to activate the brains of their students in unique and challenging ways. But we need to start emphasizing imagination more so that students and employees no longer have to be these cogs. They can be the creators of the machines instead. And by machine, I mean a certain creative outlet or business. Not literal machines, though I guess I'm okay with this to a degree. We really need to find ways to prioritize imagination in our lives from when we are in school all the way to being in the workplace. Sometimes it seems like some of the most profitable endeavors are some of the most boring. But I think in order to activate real positive change in this world, it's going to require imagination. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Relate. You can let me know your thoughts on this episode by going to Apple Podcasts and leaving me a review. Or if you have the Anchor app, feel free to call in and leave a voicemail. I would love to hear from you. You can support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes. Thank you so much again for tuning in, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.